Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah, there you are, traveler. Come inside, hang up your coat, put your feet by the fire. And I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. It's midnight now in the woods beyond the woods. Stir-fry, Albie, you're running now through the woods. All right, the wolf came from that direction. Go up ahead. I'll have to, I have a crossbow. I'll get you in the back. You're going to get me in my back? I'll watch your back. Okay. And Albie is going to swiftly move through the tree line in the direction that the wolf came from. Absolutely. Yeah, you're moving through the tree line. Uh, you are, you're now in, in, th- in thick woods. You've moved beyond the, uh, the outskirts of the town now. You are in the woods. It's extremely dark. Okay. Stirfry is running right behind Albie. Every few moments, his head is doing a complete 360, checking around like, 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 a, like a light tower, trying to see if there's anyone around them at all times. And Albie is keeping an eye on the ground itself, looking for tracks, looking for leavings from spilled milk, anything. Make a perception roll. 19. 19. Okay. For a 19, you are able to find the wolf's tracks. Not spilled milk's tracks. Uh, spilled milk, remember, has no arms or legs. No tracks there. Would be a little pig belly on the ground. But no, there's wolf tracks. Uh, and you're able to follow those uh, uh, through the woods. It's extremely dark, but you have you, you have these heightened senses. You're able to pick up on it. Okay. Albie is following the tracks deeper into the woods with her left hand clutching the handle of her rapier. Okay, great. And you, um, uh, uh, to, to your left, you see uh, you see a little bit of of, uh, of wolf fur that was brushed up against a, a, a bramble bush, and you see a little bit of fur in the there. It's all very it's it's very slight, but you are you're so focused on your task, you're able to find that you see the footprints, um, and you're even able to very very faintly you can smell the musk of the wolf in the air. Stirfry coming right up behind Albie, sees that woofer, grabs it. He goes, number one, number one. A rat scurries up onto your shoulder and nods. Take this, smell it, find where it came from, come back. Be silent, be still. The rat looks at you, looks at the first, takes up huge whiff, just <sighs> nods, and uh, it runs off of your shoulder. Stirfry goes straight back following Albie. Albie's just going deeper into the woods, continuing to follow the tracks, keeping a sharp eye out all around her. All right, great. Um, and as you do, as you keep that sharp eye out, you're able to see uh, up into the sky. You up, it's up. These are skyscraper-sized trees. These are enormous. They spit way up into the sky, but you're still able to see little uh, little glimmers, little uh, glimpses of the night sky up there. You can see the clouds. You can see the 17, 19 moons, even the cool fourth moon. Up in the sky, your pupils are dilated. Your senses are heightened, and you are moving very very, very quickly through these trees until finally you come to a clearing. Albie inhales sharply and 
presses her back against one of the trees for cover. You blend into the tree and you see up in front of you the black cart Virginia once picked you up in. But the cart has been parked under the canopy of two especially dark trees, casting it an even deeper and more ominous shadow. One of the black horses lies nearby, its corpse almost completely eaten. So many flies cover its body that it seems to shine in the little glimmers of moonlight that make it down to the the floor level of the forest. The other horse is nowhere to be seen. I'll be signals to Stirfry pointing at the horses. Stirfry makes eye contact, looks at her, and starts slowly moving up ahead, step by step, looking left and right, looking left and right, trying to get a closer look. And as you do, you see from uh, the back of the cart a flayed head which bleeds freely, orbiting the cart. It moves around the cart very slowly, hovering about six feet off of the ground. Its pupils dilate so far that the entirety of its eyes go black. I protect sentient beings. I warn you now that I am Raytheon Shield, speaker of the first broken vow. I have sworn to protect the cart. Leave now if you value your life. Albie's going to run after it and attack. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Roll for initiative. Albie is going to run almost silently towards the head, directly aiming for its eyes, and she's going to try to pierce between the eyes with her rapier. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Make an attack roll on the head. 20. 20? That's going to hit, so roll for damage. Five. Five? Yeah. So I'm going to drive the rapier with all of my body weight into the middle of this thing's head. So you drive it into this thing's head, and it opens its mouth, and from out of its mouth, your own rapier, it curves inside of this thing, out back towards you. You're going (gasps) to take half damage on yourself now. Albie's going to fall backwards and hit the ground. (laughs) You're knocked back onto the ground. Uh, It's the first sound you've made as your body hits the ground. Stir fry, it's your turn. Stirfry has had his crossbow up the whole time, ready to make that second strike. But the moment he sees that Albie has been wounded by her own attack, he puts his crossbow down. He leaps towards her, grabbing her, and pulling her back towards the tree. Okay, great. Yeah, you use your action to, to drag uh, Albie back towards the tree. The head uh, reaches out to you. I sense that you are retreating. Wise, wise, wise move. What do we do? What do we do? It bent my sword right back at me. If I shoot the crossbow, I imagine it might fire back, but... Oh, fuck it, should we try? Do it, do it! Yeah, yes, why do I hesitate? I love it when I do action. Thank you, Albie. Stir fry looks right back up, crossbow out, fires. Okay, great, yeah, make an attack roll. 14. 14? Yeah. All right, you are going to hit this thing, and it, as you do, you fire a, a crossbow bolt right at this thing. It opens its mouth. The crossbow bolt enters its mouth. It closes its mouth back down. It chews a little. It chews and chews and chews. And then it spits out tiny little shards of your crossbow back out at you like a machine gun blast. Albie's going to pull you to the ground. As Albie pulls, Stir-Fry lets all of his limbs go limp, all dropping together like tinker toys falling apart. At the moment they hit the ground, they form back together. Fuck, but it was fun. Albie's going to pull Stir-Fry deeper into the tree line so they're not in the clearing anymore. As soon as you've left the clearing, the head just simply, uh, the pupils undilate and the head just goes back to orbiting the cart. Something had to be able to bypass this thing because that horse is dead. Unless it killed the horse itself. But it said it was there to protect the le- broken oath. That, that sounds like this Virginia. Is, this is helpful. This is why I need logic people around me. That's why I need logic people around me. That's very helpful. That's very helpful. Is there anything outside this cart? We've been so focused on this cart in his head. Is there anything outside, any like glimmer of a different direction or something like that? 
There is no path even that you follow because you were just following the path of a wolf. They don't follow like footpaths or anything like that. Um, but you can see opposite you on the other side of the cart. You can see the the path that the cart itself took to get here with the disrupted uh, bushes and undergrowth and brush. What if we blind it? I was just thinking the same thing. Were you really? That's so fucking cool. He's there for focus. Come on. Tell me your idea. The rats. Oh, yes, yes. It didn't stop the wolf. Maybe it won't stop the rats. Surfrey sits on the ground and calls the rats internally to himself. He sort of uh, unintentionally mimics Albie's meditation position as rats start coming towards him, coming towards him. Yeah, Surfrey, you hear like a squeaking inside of your own soul as these these rats just moving from all around. Even rats you haven't met, just like stray rats in the woods. They recognize you as their king and they start assembling around you. Stirfry drops the pretension of having to talk to these rats. They fucking know. As they come towards him, they, they moved immediately away towards the head. They, then they start building towers, one on top of the other, 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 until they get up to the head and then fall over trying to blind them. All right, great. Yeah, this completely blocks the thing. It seems to take no notice of them whatsoever, and it is covered in swarming rats just crawling all around it. It doesn't seem to react to them whatsoever. It just continues floating around in a circle as this tower of rats just sort of climb onto it and, and cover its eyes and its mouth. Albie's going to rush towards the caravan again. Okay, great. Um, this thing takes seems to take no notice of you whatsoever as you rush towards the, the cart. Stirfry follows Albie, and yet, like an owl, his head stays focused on the head as he moves following her until his head is 180 behind his body. Once he gets to the other side, twists back around following Albie. Okay, great. Yeah, you make it to the cart. Okay, Albie is going to try to investigate the opening of the cart where she would have assumed she's looking for Virginia. Make an investigation roll. Okay. 19. 19. You recognize this. This is the same cart that Virginia picked you up in earlier. This is not, uh, you don't see any trace of Virginia whatsoever, but it smells like the cart from before. It looks like the cart from before. You've seen many witch hunter carts, but you just, everything about this just says to you, Virginia. It's, it screams Virginia. And uh, you, you can hear a very, very faint groaning, sort of like moaning noise coming from the inside of the cart. I'm going to look inside. Okay, great. You open the door. The door just opens. And inside... Well, it's a little different. The inside of Virginia's black cart is significantly larger than the outside. It's nothing like how it was organized the last time you were in here. It's immaculately clean, with a single map up on the wall, with a single piece of red yarn tacked up, detailing the exact path of your journey from Polaris University to where you are thus far. Vials of salt and glowing red fluid sit, organized by size on a recently dusted shelf. You hear a groaning coming from a dark hallway that was not there the last time you were inside of this cart. Albie's going to take the map off the wall. Okay, great. And roll it up and stick it in her pack. Mm-hmm. And you said there was salt in, in size order? Uh, salt and glowing red fluids. How large are they? Are they, like, something that she could also take? You could probably fit on your person two or three. Okay, she's going to take the biggest one. Okay, great. You take a, the biggest one is a, it's like a canteen-sized vial just full of salt. It is unlabeled. Albie's going to signal to Stir Fry that she's about to move forward into the hallway where she heard the groaning. 
Surfrise steps to the spot where Albi was standing, turns around, uh, crossbow facing out, protecting to make sure no one's coming her way. All you see when you look out, uh, uh, Sturfrey, you just see, uh, you see the woods, and occasionally, about every 30 to 40 seconds, you see the back of that hedge as it just continues to encircle the cart, and it is covered with swarming rats. With intense focus on muscle control, Albi is going to try to very silently move into the space where she heard the groan. Make a stealth roll. Fifteen. Fifteen? Mm-hmm. All right. You step, and you step again, and you step just wrong on a floorboard, and it creaks. And as it creaks, the entire hallway lights up, and you can see Joshi. His body stretched out over an enormous stretching rack, 14 feet long horizontally. He groans and whimpers, fading in and out of consciousness. The entire wall, left wall of this hallway is just taken up with Joshi's body. He's in and out of consciousness. Albie's going to run over and put her left hand over Joshi's mouth. She's going to go, shh. He he just fades back to sleep. And then she's going to poke her head out and gesture for Stirfry to join her. Stirfry steps back, grabs the open door, and closes it. Door closes behind you. All right, we cut now to a large, leaf-lined apartment up in the canopy. The Bones Beat. Why don't you tell me what's going on in here? <laughs> uh, the Bones Beat is lounging completely nude on like a little rug. It's like an otter skinned rug mm-hmm. among the leaves, and he's just munching on grapes. You know, I, I get it. I get it now. I get the fuss about pleasure. <laughs> Leafy green surprise, there's a little, like, sink. It's just, like, a little naturally occurring spring coming out of one of the branches. And there's a little uh, mirror in front of it. Leafy green surprise is at the sink, just splashing water into her face and looking in the mirror, saying, Okay, man, you can do this again. You can go, boy, that guy goes and goes. And how are we, how are we doing here? And he looks down at his, at his crotch. His whole body now is covered in, like, semi-translucent green goblin skin, but it's he, he still looks vaguely skeletal. Yeah, yeah. So describe that to me a little, a little bit more. I really want to picture this guy in my head, now, this, like, new vision of the Bones Bee. So over the past few days, after having, you know, being wounded by the flamingo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sort of gobliny ooze has been, like, creaking out of, like, cracks in his bones and slowly kind of forming into like an ooze that then hardened into like a sort of skin that just spread and spread and spread. And he's also lost some bones. He's shorter than he's ever been before. Mm -hmm. He is looking more and more goblin-like and less and less skeletal. Incredible. Uh, And uh, Leafy Green Surprise, she's going to look back from the mirror at you. She's going to sort of like crack her neck and crack her knuckles. She's going to whisper to herself, all right, you can do this. Let's do this. Let's do this one more time. Uh, and she looks at you and she nods. She goes, let's do it. All right. Here we go. Distract me, mommy. Distract me. From my studies, of course. She sort of cracks her neck. She goes, 
All right, here we go, round 17. And as soon as she says that, you hear a commotion coming from down below on uh, the ground level. You hear the rustling of tin cans. You hear shouting, and you hear uh, uh, extremely loud, resonant footsteps as Sasquatches run around, and you hear shouting coming from down below. She goes, what's that? Not a problem. Come here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's just the two of us. We're the only two people who ever lived. It does feel that way. How delightful. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And uh, the camera just like tastefully pans up. Uh, Where are you going? Get back down here! <laughs> <laughs> the camera Wh- listens Wh- to you and it, it pans back down. Frederick spreads his arms wide open. He says, Witness this moment, the night that ever ends. The elimination of the virginity of Frederick de Bonesby. Yeah, there's a music sting as the camera just like rip pans like right into your crotch. And we see it now in its full glory. <laughs> uh, the camera doesn't cut away, but later in post we edit. So we do cut away now. And um, that same rustling, that same commotion now. Um, in this little, this little like two-person apartment that Bello had sort of found for the group, uh, Bello and Cordelia, you guys are both asleep right now, and this this commotion uh, it, it it wakes you up. <gasps> oh, Cordelia snaps her eyes open and sits up and wipes the drool off her face. Albie, and she's blinking into the dark. Yeah, you don't see Albie; you just see the dark, and all you see is uh, you see Bello laying on his back. She's gonna semi-gracefully sort of lope over him to get to the kitchen to see if she can find stir-fry. Make a dexterity roll. 17 plus 18. 17 plus 18 or just an 18? No. All right, yeah. <laughs> just 18. 18? Okay, yeah, nothing semi-graceful about it. With the grace of a ballerina, you just move cleanly over Bellow, not waking him as you look for stir-fry. You don't see him anywhere. Yeah, okay, she's looking in the area where they keep food, and she's like, stir-fry! Stir-fry! Albie! Cord? Oh! Hey, sorry. What? I didn't want to wake you. Oh, what's... Why? What's going on? I don't know. There's stuff going on downstairs, but I can't... I don't see Albie or Sir Fry. So you'll be fine. You hear shouting coming from down below. What's going on, man? What is this? See? Yeah, well, I'm already up. I think I'll get involved. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go check it out. Um, I'm sure they'll be right back. Bello leaps out of bed. And Cordelia does, like, a full wake-up shake, and a bunch of flowers fall out of the braids that are in her fur... And she kind of, like, triple blinks and goes and sticks her head out the door. Yeah, with each blink, you become more awake. Uh, like, you're, you're drowsy, you're stirred, you're, you're awake. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You look out the door, and, and you can see down uh, many Sasquatches wandering, wandering around. You can hear as the, um, uh, the tin can, like, perimeter of the town had been disrupted, and they continue to just sort of, uh, the tin cans are, are sounding this sort of makeshift alarm in the town. And you see lights turning on around you, but you also can see as you look out, Several of the lights, they seem to have some sort of like magic source of these lights. They weren't coming from any sort of fire whatsoever. They were just sort of glowing these gentle purples. One by one, you can see as those turn out. Fires are turned on and people are turning on these little controlled fires to turn on lights. But these magical lights that were lighting some of the tree houses, they turn off. Cordelia goes invisible. Uh, no, you don't. Cordelia tries to go invisible, but it doesn't work. Bello. She's going to grab Bello and try and turn him invisible. Uh, Bello doesn't become any more or less visible. Fuck, you're so visible. What? Um, well, okay, so I can't seem to use... Um, okay, I can't seem to use my magic. Can you please try to use your magic? And I'm going to stay calm. 
Uh, yeah. And Bello goes to cast Entangle and send, you know, creeping vines down this huge tree. As you move your hands to do that, nothing happens. Do it. I did. We're in trouble. Bello whips out his quarterstaff and gives it a little spin and says, it's going to be up to us to take this on. Cordelia um, punches one hand into the palm of the other hand and says, let's fucking do this and jumps from branch to branch down. Cool. And in normal woods, you'd be fucked, obviously. You're Sasquatch. You'd be breaking those branches. But these are the woods beyond the woods. These are huge, strong branches. You land on each branch coming down. And as you jump down, you're about 10 feet from the ground. You see moving through the center of the woods beyond the woods, the the sort of makeshift town square area. You see a wolf carrying in its jaws spilled milk. Right next to where Cordelia lands, there's a fire pole. And Bello comes sliding down it. Okay, so he comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. She's going to sort of, like, grab his arm Yeah. and point. As you point at him, the wolf looks around. It is suddenly surrounded by Sasquatches. This wolf did not mean to stumble into a town. It simply was taking its kill and moving it to a location where it could eat in peace. It sees now that it's suddenly surrounded by these enormous Sasquatches, which read to it as predators. It drops the pig, and it runs full speed off into the woods. Branson, are any of the lights, are any of the fires that are burning, is there like a torch nearby that I can grab? Yes, there is a nearby torch that you can grab. And as the wolf runs off, several of the Sasquatches go, wait, man, come back. And they they chase off after the wolf. Bello is going to grab one of the torches mm-hmm. and run over and try and set the pig, which he's guessing is spilled milk, on fire. Incredible. Um, So you grab it out of a nearby Sasquatch's hand. He says, oh, man, I was using that for warmth. I'll give it back. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you go to uh, to light uh, spilled milk on fire. Yeah. Yeah, it works. You start uh, the flame, uh, which is non-magical, this non-magical flame, it does begin burning spilled milk. And as soon as that happens, with the, the like consistency of like uh, the visual of white noise on television, some of those purple flames just begin very, very faintly flickering back on for a split second before turning back out. Bello, I'm going after the wolf. And she runs. Okay, great. Yeah, so uh, you run after the wolf now. And uh, as you do, there are several Sasquatches up in front of you going, come on, man, we just want to talk to the wolf. Um, and you just, you're making great time and you're, you're speeding past them. But this wolf, this is a creature of these woods. It knows these woods well. It doesn't want to be caught. It is moving very, very quickly. Cordelia is darting her eyes around looking to see, because normally Albion Sturfry would be around. She's assuming De Bonesby is occupied. But she's keeping her eyes open because normally when there's a kerfuffle, they're around. Could you actually make a perception roll for me? I would love to. <laughs> 18. So you are just getting these images. It is just like you're moving quickly and you're getting an image here, an image there. You're seeing um, a tent on the ground, a Sasquatch coming out of the tent. It's like a clown car, like many big Sasquatches coming out of a a small tent looking around. They're scratching the tops of their heads in confusion. Um, You also see another tent on the ground. You see purity emerge from that tent and uh, as she does, purity flickers and stops looking like purity the facade melts away from her as she looks up at you in confusion and you see the face of Virginia. No! Cordelia! (laughs) Bitch! Cordelia (laughs) just goes, no! And she just starts running in a new direction as if she's being chased. She's no longer caring for the wolf. Mm -hmm. She's just going to run hard out of town. 
Okay, so as soon as you do that, Purity looks at you in confusion and she says, Cordelia, what do you mean? Cord Cord and she she hears herself and she hears her own voice and she looks at her hands and she sees human hands. She goes, wait, no, Cordelia, I just want to talk. And she uh, she starts running after you. I, I just want to talk, please. I gotta believe me. She jumps over the ropes with the jangling um, cans mm -hmm. and she just keeps booking. And you just book it and you're out in the woods. Meanwhile, Bella, we're going to cut back to Bella now. You have just set spilled milk on fire, and uh, one of the Sasquatches looks at you, Bella, and says, What are you doing to that pig, man? This is not a normal pig. This is an enchanted pig. This pig and I have history. All right. He calls out to everyone. He's got history. You hear groans from the town. Oh, he's got history. He's got history of the pig. And Bella is just like, Bella is like, is like running the torch back and forth along the body of spilled milk. He's tr just trying to like speed along burning him as much as possible. The Sasquatch near you, he says, Can I help with anything? Is there anything I can do to help? Well, use that torch you're holding. This one? Yeah. I was using it for warmth and light. Use it to help me burn the pig. Oh, it was like a tactical use. And he just like, he shoves the torch into the pig. He just like, he moves it. He's very strong. He just moves the torch in there and it just like, it hits the abdomen of the pig and just like moves through the flesh and it really catches and that pig is just like burning. Yeah. And as it does, and the more that the pig burns, the more that um, those purple lights from up above, they are, they're coming in with a little bit more consistency and frequency. Branson, would modern food fans recognize the smell of this, what this pig is making? Even ancient food fans. We've been eating pigs for quite some time, Tim. Ah, bacon. Bello looks at the Sasquatch that's helping him, and he says, I know this smells like bacon, but you should not eat this pig. All right, if well, I know anything about enchanted things, you shouldn't eat them. That's a lesson I recently learned. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm a virtuous vegan myself, so I was in no danger of consuming the pig. He picks up a handful of dirt, and he says, Want some? This is food to me. No, but I love that for you. All right, he eats a handful of the dirt. He goes, oh, no, there was a worm in there. Oh, no. He runs off. Oh, wait. We cut now back to the cart. Joshy. When I take my hand off your mouth, I want you to tell us where Virginia is. Albie nods and removes her hand. And as soon as you remove your hand, you hear him go, Virginia, Virginia! She's gonna, she's gonna clench her fist over his hand. As she clenches her fist, a knife immediately appears under the neck of Joshi. So Joshi is more, he's shaped more just like spread out pizza dough than like a, 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 than like a proper body. So it's difficult to find his neck, but you get it about, you know, as close as you think you can. His eyes go wide. Where is Virginia, Joshi? He gulps. Stirfright lowers his knife. He then takes out one of the arrows that he uses uh, in his crossbow. He puts the arrow like a nail up into a random part of the body. He then takes the handle of his knife and starts pounding. He reaches in, takes out another arrow, and leans it somewhere else. Oh, my leg! Oh, my throat! Oh, my throat! Joshi! Oh, please, oh, don't leave my eyebrows, at least. Tell us where she is. Oh, my eyebrows! Stripper stops. A small mercy. Albie's going to take the vial of salt that she grabbed from the other room and show it to him. Joshi, where is Virginia? She's... She's in the town. She's in the town. She's trying to find you guys to help you. You're in here with help. What do you mean she's trying to help us? What do you mean, She's only ever been trying to help. You guys, you got the wrong idea. 
How can you say that when she did this to you? Okay, I can't understand. Yeah, I actually couldn't understand that one. Take the arrows out of his throat, stir fry. Oh man! Stir fry starts taking them out. I'm just an apprentice. You're just an apprentice? Yes, I'm an apprentice. Why did she do this to you? Did she didn't do anything to me. She's been trying to help me. She's only ever been trying to help anyone the whole time. She's only been trying to help us? How can you say that after Ruleshaven and everything else? This is, I'm, 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 I was in a wheelbarrow. I remember her letting you leave and live. Yeah, but why were you in a wheelbarrow when she let us leave? A demon was inside of me and stretched my body out! A demon was inside of you? Oh, yeah, a demon was inside of me! Well, why wouldn't you leave? Because you bring demons with you every fucking place that you go! You people are crazy! You're terrorists! She's not even trying to kill you! She's trying to help you get out of it! What do you mean we bring demons with us everywhere we go? Are you that fucking stupid that you haven't noticed that there's demons following you every step of the way? Do you oh, think that's I... a normal thing that happens to normal people? Oh, I'm fucking stupid? Yes, I stand by saying that! Joshy? No, to you it's Joshua. Joshua? Virginia and my mother can call me Joshy. Okay, I know that I'm not Virginia or your mother. I will call you Joshua. What is, what is this map that I found out there? What are these vials? What do you fucking think it is? Okay. We've been following you this entire time. I know you've been following us this entire time. Then what's the question about the map, really? Okay, so then what are these vials then? We are hunting witches. We have to bend rules. We have to use potions and salts to summon demons to help us out. So you use demons. So you're summoning demons to help you do what exactly? Catch you and stop you from ending everything! So you don't want us to find Polaris? No, what you do? <laughs> so, you guys are so stupid! I'm not so the stupid. one who's stretched out like a, like a, you know, pop balloon. I should be dead! And she helped me! She's been helping me the entire time! Joshua. I don't give a fuck about what happens to you or anyone except my little group of friends. So, what do That's we- That's very apparent from your actions! Great! What do we need to know so we can live you, let you live? Well, you don't need- you can- you have your free choice! You can do whatever you want! I am stretched out on a wall! What does Virginia want to help us with specifically? We are trying to help our friends and you aren't really helping us except calling us stupid. She didn't tell me because she was worried you would torture me to get it out of me. And look at that, she was right. Stirfry goes up to his head, right between the eyes, takes up the arrow, makes eye contact with Albie. Stirfry. It goes into Josh. A geyser of blood just starts shooting you right in the face, Stirfry. <laughs> You are just drenched in blood, and you see as the color just starts seeping out of Joshi, and he looks at you with eyes that comprehend with terror. He says, <laughs> A waste of time. Let's go find her. She's out there somewhere. Stir fry. Don't hold me back. For Cordelia. I'll be... Albie turns, opens the door, and walks out. 
Stir fry follows. Ooh, that's who we are now. We're hard, we're dark. It's true tales of magic. Zack Snyder style, just <laughs> dour and boring. Folks, it's producer Taylor coming at you with the mid-roll here. Uh, uh, we have some very good sponsors this time, and our first sponsor for this episode of Rude Tales of Magic is a sister show. Uh, you know, you've probably heard us talk about the show Critical Bits before, an another narrative play show that we love. A lot of folks from Rude Tales have been guests of theirs before. Well, from the GM and the crew that brought you Critical Bits comes Oddity Roadshow. Uh, this is a great new fun podcast. They're, they're, they're doing one, uh, a very good game uh, based off one of the best formats you can simply have, which is Monster of the Week. And it's these three characters, and they're in a van. They're going around the southeast United States, and it's Monster of the Week style. The characters are charming. I mean, listen, just, just, just listen. Podcast, this is free. It's free. Just go listen to it. Decide if you like it. Who cares if I list the characters? No, I will. You should listen. They got the, the charming straight man gardener. They got the mysterious horse girl that's definitely going to turn out to be magical and they got a con man on the run and they're in this weird kooky van going around solving monster mysteries it's a very good premise and the whole thing the production's great uh, the cast is super charming and funny a lot of original music which I appreciate from People Need Goals Zach Nichols and Surishu who was one of the composers for Steven Universe another charming show known for fantastic original music uh, you know and they have guests come by keep it fresh you know keep it fresh we've only done guests twice but hey maybe you know the guest is nice the guest so nice you have them twice uh i think branson carly and tim are due on an upcoming episode of oddity road show go check it out they are friends of the show you can go to the website at oddityroadshow.com or of course just go straight to your podcast machine and say oddity road show into it scream it alexa siri uh, no no off off anyway let's hear a trailer for Oddity Roadshow. You excited about any part of the road trip? Well, we'll get the van started. What, do you think it's like cursed or something? Come on now. Did you just ask me if a car is cursed? And we can read the postcards. I found these in the glove box of the van. I'm Marlon sure has a face of like, this shit's cursed. I think they're all from your eternal light. If anybody wants to play any games, we can play Paddiddle. Let me finish shoving this Tesla off the little ledge here into a hole. The horse's name is D'Artagnan. Ah, Jimmy loves this town, baby! Don't stop in this town, you'll die! We can take turns seeing which states we see on license plates. And you see that the whole head has just been disintegrated, falls out a similar looking worm. Get this fucking thing off me! And we can sing songs. Now keep your mouth shut. Keep, Look well, down. Don't don't keep your mouth, mouth shut. Me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold and eat snacks. Oh, oh, now hold on now. That's, that is deeply unpleasant. Oh my, what is that? I take out my bat and I start hitting it. It doesn't say don't put it in your mouth. It says don't let it in your mouth. That's what I usually do in the car, but by myself. But I can do it together now. I'm right excited about it. Oh, Mamma Mia, that's a spicy a trailer. Now let's talk about our next sponsor, Retrograde Minis. Retrograde Minis is a free online pixel art catalog for tabletop role-playing games. So if you're playing online on a virtual tabletop or if you're playing at home and you like to make icons for the different beasties or characters or whatever, Retrograde Minis has a world of art for you. Hundreds of classic fantasy units, all sorts of creatures that you can imagine, traditional, you know, stuff you, you, you've seen in all the TTRPG books, as well as an entirely new world of different things, and a lot, a whole bunch of mechs, especially designed for Lancer. But baby, little pro tip, you can put mechs in anything, and you 
should. They're super fun. Just go to RetrogradeMinis.com and browse through their fantasy or mech categories. You can easily print whatever units you need directly off the site or render them into a PDF if you prefer a digital copy. Now, that's all free. But Taylor, how did they pay for it? Thank you. That's also the voice I use for my dog at home. Uh, <laughs> her name's Pepper. Uh, Pepper. I, I promised I would never do the dog voice in these animals. I pro- oh, she came in the room. Hey, girl. Hey. No, I'm doing advertisement to buy food for you. How do they pay for RetroGreenMinis.com? You're thinking, well, that's all free. But there's also a very, very cool Patreon. And if you do want to support the Patreon, you can. And then you get even more benefits. Alternate skins, direct PNG downloads, higher quality files, all that stuff. Access to specialized units. You know, the real S tier, the real high level stuff. But there's also a free Discord community that you can join with lots of custom art and tutorials. And there's a whole community around these things. And it's very cool. I'll tell you this. Even if you're not into it, pretty amazing website. RetrogradeMinis.com And if you go to RetrogradeMinis.com You can also see the special selection of units That you receive only with the code RUDEMAGIC Go to RetrogradeMinis.com And tell them Rude Tales sent you Now, our last sponsor of the day The Reckless Attack Podcast That's right, another podcast They do exist The Reckless Attack Podcast It feels like a well-edited dramatic version of what you and your friends playing together feels like at the table. It's a D&D 5e actual play show. Uh, Gizmodo called it a polished, exemplary AP that everyone's going to be talking about soon. Yeah, Gizmodo. Heard of it? The blog? Uh-huh. It's collaborative gameplay and world building. High quality audio, finally. Chemistry at the table, a first. Shows, the, okay, the, the, the story of the show fueled by colorful, character-driven action. Monsters, mystery, horror, baby. I love it. We need more horror AP. Good people trying their best in a world being rebuilt on the mistakes of the past. Ooh, baby. I love when anytime copy takes me into my uh, movie trailer voice, I'm having a good time. Uh, Come join their table as they fight Mothman, explore the red city of Agmar. Oh, they did it again. Return the secrets of the ultra... (laughs) Not return. Learn the secrets of the ultra giants. Ultra giants, I love. Discover a new species of bear fowl. Okay, now I'm jealous. Why stop it? We See, we took it and turned it. We made owlbear. No, we made... We did. Okay, owlbears, bear owls. So they have bear ducks. That's very funny. I'm legitimately jealous. That's a fun idea. And... Stack a lot of frogs. We're talking about the Reckless Attack podcast. New episodes every Tuesday. God, I hope you can keep that up. Uh, you can find them at all the major podcast apps and podcatchers, as well as YouTube. All over social media. Heard of it? Check them out on Gleep Glorp and Ding Dong. Remember when everybody was talking about new social media? We're not, you're not traveling to other social places. There are other places you already are. And, of course, RecklessAttack.com. But that's not all. That's not all. They got a trailer, baby. Let's hear that show. A story of monsters, mystery, and myth. And the four adventurers who have banded together as heroes and as friends. And then he hears Val's voice from above, and then he basically feels better. Yeah. (laughs) Ain't that Um, just the way. Friendship. Who come together to make the world a little safer for their fellow mortals. Large creatures. I brought Hody! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can't put Hody in danger. Well, I guess it's hero time. Reckless Attack is a weekly, collaboratively built, and character-driven D&D 5th Edition actual play podcast. 
Join us at our table as we explore a homebrew fantasy world whose future is built on the mistakes of the past. A story of ultra giants and saints, legends and rediscovery, and stacks of frogs. Checkers is building his own Ewok village. <laughs> yes, <he is. laughs> uh-huh. Check us out at recklessattack.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Albie, stir fry. You've been running back through the woods, back towards town. You're almost there. You can see the tin can perimeter around the town, and you can see the glow of uh, of the light. You can see a flickering purple light coming from the town as you get closer and closer and closer. Albie is is running as fast as she can towards the perimeter. She's on the lookout to see if she can spot any of their friends. As you get closer and closer to town, you can see in the center of town, you can see Bello. He stands out because he is a bright blue tiefling uh, surrounded by Sasquatches. He uh, he holds a torch and there's a burning pig in front of him. As you get closer and closer, you can see him. Albie spots Bello and she doesn't even bother signaling to surfer. She's just going to head right for Bello. I mean, yeah, um, you move, uh, you you easily clear the tin can perimeter. You're able to, to leap over. You're both extremely agile. You leap over it, no problems. And you make it to town and you're running towards Bello. You see Bello uh, and Bello still has a torch and he's burning this pig. Bello looks up and sees Albie and Stir Fry. And he, he just like, he just clicks with them immediately. And he can see in their eyes that like they're in the same headspace that he is. He doesn't even, he doesn't even like miss a beat. He just goes, spill milk. Virginia's here. We have confirmation from Joshi. She's she's somewhere in camp. She he said that she's been trying to help us. She's been following us. They they she Albie takes out the map. They've they've tracked us this whole way. Where's Cordelia? I don't know. Spilled milk is dead, but he's still working. Cordelia ran away. Which way? Which way? That way. Albie is going to start running in the direction that Bella pointed at. Bello's going to look down, and he's thinking about how spilled milk is smelling more and more like bacon. And he's going to reach inside of himself, and he's thinking about—he's trying to connect with that little bit of magic that's dripping through. That's that's the little sliver that he's getting access to. He's going to look down at spilled milk, and he's going to cast purify food and drink. Because spilled milk is more like food now, he's going to try and like break spilled milk's magic canceling abilities by purifying him. And you do it. And that little trickle of magic, it's all that it takes. It, it's spilling out from uh, from spilled milk. And that little trickle, you feel the cracks in reality. And suddenly the dam bursts and magic returns to the world. You purify the food and drink as spilled milk turns from a dead animal into a pile of albino bacon. There's no more magic-canceling abilities coming from spilled milk. And as soon as that happens, all of the purple magical lights in the town, it's like a power surge. they extremely bright. They hold, It's like lit up by daylight. There's a, a almost blinding uh, purple light lights up the entire uh, village. And it looks like a, it's a, a strange purple dawn for just a split second is breaking. And as soon as that happens... Every single Sasquatch in the woods beyond the woods and nearby, they all power down for a second. They deactivate, their heads go limp, their eyes, they just stare off into the middle distance and their mouths hang open slack. Cordelia, you are running away from the woods beyond the woods. You're running through the woods. You can hear Virginia calling out. You say, Cordelia, Cordelia, I just want to talk. I just want to talk, Cordelia, please. You got to believe me. And she's gone. The woods are gone. Everything goes away. 
a looping image of Miracle Michael waving and smiling, surrounded by beautiful golden clouds, appears before you. His voice plays over the looping image, but it does not match his mouth. Sasquatches, listen all y'all big beautiful ears up. I have returned from prayer and I bring with me good news from on high. Those shy Sasquatch gods who speak only to me. Well, you know they're so proud of all the praying and clapping y'all been doing. They seem fit to unveil to me the next and final step of their grand plan up in the sky for me. And, good man that I am, I bring it to you now free of charge. Sasquatch, a better life awaits us in the next world. We built a heaven here on this earth, but it ain't nothing compared to what's coming next for us. Don't y'all worry. It won't hurt none. Just as easy as going to sleep. Sasquatches, meet me in that big hollowed out tree auditorium at the crack of dawn. We gonna be greeting that coming dawn as a family. Heaven really is closer than you think. Bye bye y'all. And he disappears. <sighs> Cordelia, as soon as he disappears, you see standing directly in front of you, Virginia. Jenner! Time freezes as soon as you say that. And Virginia, she spins around and she begins to spin, but her head doesn't spin. Her body begins shaking and trembling as Virginia looks at you and she says, Cordelia, don't do it! Don't do it! Oh my God. I have to do it! I have to do it! I have to do it! Oh, fuck! Oh, Jesus, Cordelia! What's happening? What happened? Why couldn't you? It she's her. ready for it! Oh, God, she's chasing! Oh, God, she's kicking me okay? out! Get, no, I'm not! This hurts a lot! Help me! I'm trying! I'm just kicking! Can you get rid of Miracle Mike? Cordelia, Cordelia, you gotta listen to me, Cordelia. <sighs> no! Uh, she takes a huge step back and she pulls her crossbow. She puts her hands up. Cordelia, I don't got nothing I can hurt you with right now. That's bullshit. I, I'm, 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 I'm being honest with you. I figured it out. I figured out what's going on and I want to help you. Bullshit. I've been, I've been following you this entire time. Cordelia. Yeah, well, that's fucking Frank. You've been following me for a while. Yes, I have. I'm telling you. Why were you hiding? Why were you pretending to be somebody named Purity? That's the opposite of you. I'm not pretty pure. Did you? Because you, you're going to react like this. Well, you hate me. You fear me. I don't blame you. Why you do got, I hate you and fear you? I know why you hate me and fear me, but you, you got your code. I got my code. And they don't always be lining up. But right now, we could be working together, okay? What do you want? want to help you. I think you're in over your head right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't... I don't need to throw this at you, but I've been over my head for a long time. I think you have, and I think I, I know a way to get you out of this. You gotta just trust me. You gotta just work with me. I think something real nasty, we call it the unpleasantness, has hitched a ride on you. I don't think that's your fault. I'm sorry, are you talking about Miracle Mike? I'm not talking about Miracle Michael. He's a freak, but he's not, he's not the main thing. Okay. What do you something real bad, Cordelia. Something real dark. Something worse than anything we've ever known about. Hitch a little ride on you there. I know about your demon stuff. Okay. I know about your friend Cheddar. I just kicked him out of my head. How did you do that? I read books. I've read... No, okay. Not enough. I know someone who's read a lot of books. But you know me. Barely. Well, I'm trying to help you right now, Cordelia. Listen. I came here... Thought I'd meet up with you guys. I want to work with you. I gave you the chance to do that. What do you want from me, Cordelia? A little bit 
of more talking fast about what's happening. I'll be as fast as I can. I think the unpleasantness hitched a ride on you, and I think you're in way over your head. You guys are trying to go back and save your school. We got much bigger fish to fry right now. Okay, um... Uh, she doesn't lower her crossbow. Uh, she's looking around frantically for um, anything. Cordelia, I don't, I don't have anything I can hit you with right now. I don't believe you. I don't know how to prove it to you. I don't, I don't think that you've earned my trust. Hit me with the crossbow. She does. Yeah, make an attack roll. Twelve. Twelve. Mm -hmm. That hits. Great. Roll for damage. One. One. Yeah. Okay, great. You hit her in the shoulder. That's a warning shot. I understand what it is. If I had any sort of shield up or anything like that, it wouldn't have hit me. Okay. I'm not a monster. And I don't think you are either. <laughs> That's a real turn. Look, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what you were doing. I've been following you every step of the way. I've been getting as caught up on you as I, as I could possibly can. And I see what you do. You don't kill people that don't have to be killed. People die around you, but that, I don't put that on you. I figured it out. I think you're a good person. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is really confusing. Um, well then, what do you want from me? Why don't you just leave me the fuck alone? Because if I leave you alone, this unpleasantness that hitched a ride on you is going to end everything. What's hitched a ride? She sort of turns around like she's chasing her own tail, trying to look for her, like she's, she's on alert and she's looking for like a backpack, essentially, on mm -hmm. her. It's not physically on you right now, it's just, it's in you. What's, what's in me? That, I'm just me, this me. The cheddar fella. Cheddar? It came with cheddar. And, and as soon as you say cheddar, she begins shaking and yeah. convulsing again. And you go, I can't it Hey, sorry. Okay, you're fine. Go ahead. Go, go. She comes back. What? What? Oh, you're what? Cordelia? Mm-hmm. Virginia. So let me follow you. <laughs> let me track you. <laughs> That's what you want to do? You want to track me? You go. You do your school thing. No, Cheddar's been a better friend than anybody. Not anybody, but, you know, he's been a good friend. He's a good boss. He's taken care of me. He's he got gave his me own, magic. He's got his own weird little code. Yes. Everyone's got a code, Cordelia. I'm finding out, yeah. Yeah. So just let me follow you. Let me go to hell with you. <laughs> Why can't you just get there on your own? I gotta go where you're going. It sounds like... The unpleasantness that's starting to latch onto me is you. Actually, a very hurtful thing to say. Well, you've been incredibly hurtful to me and my friends. I would have hoped that even though we're at cross purposes, we could have talked like adults. Cordelia puts her crossbow back up. Puts her hands back up. Now I'm going to go. Just let me go to hell with you. What will you do there? None of your business. It's 100% my business. You really want to know? I think it's literally my business, too, if you're talking about my boss. I'm going to kill your boss. Yeah, okay, that's what I was wondering. He's a good guy. I don't care. How can you not care? You just said that you followed me and found out I was a good person. I found out you were a good person, and that meant I could talk to you and I could reason with you. What's your goal? I want to end this once and for all, this unpleasantness, this leak in hell. I want to plug it up so there's going to be no more problems. And then after that, I'll just be in hell. And so be it. And then all these little kids, they can grow up in this world not having to worry about the whole world getting sucked out from under them. 
Is that gonna happen? I mean, Cheddar's just giving people coupons to his diner. Sure, that's how it starts. And but he gave you a little more than he meant to, didn't he? Well, he, he gave you this this big, this big thing, right? Oh yeah, the void. Yeah. Well, I don't have that anymore. What do you mean you don't have that anymore? I mean, it's gone. You mean you can't get it, or you mean it's not in there? Your words are very important right now. Choose them carefully. Yeah, it's it's not in there anymore. Where'd it go? What? Cordelia, I need you to be very specific with me. Where'd it go? I don't know where it went. It just wasn't there last time I grabbed for it, and I was like, oh, good. I didn't know what to do with that anyway. But if it's not in there, that would mean that... Oh, shoot. The body swap. Um... The body swap. It's your little friend, isn't it? I don't know that. Cordelia, your friend's in a lot of danger right now. Well, I was in danger. Uh, yeah, and I was trying to help them, and now I'm trying... Oh, 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 I'll talk to you later. And she turns and runs off. Bye! <laughs> That's right! Get out of here! Oh, God, I gotta get back. Uh, Junior! I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. Junior appears on your shoulder. Cheddar! And, uh, uh, Junior just, like, spins around extremely quickly and then uh, uh, reappears, but it's Cheddar's eyes looking at you through uh, through Junior's saying, Oh, Jesus Christ, what happened there? Uh, as that's happening, Cordelia is has running with Cheddar and Junior on her shoulder, running back towards camp. Ah, how you doing? Oh, okay. What the hell was that? What are you mixed up with, mister? What do you mean, what am I mixed up with? What have you been getting up to? You don't want to talk. I, you just called me and I jumped into a fucking witch hunter. Well, sorry. I mean, she was scary. I thought you could help. I thought y'all get that wrong. Are you a bad guy? No, I'm not a plumber demon. Yeah, but... Well, I got all sorts of business plans and stuff going on. It's not a big deal. The, are the business plans big and bad? No, there's not... I'm just trying to run a restaurant. I'm a small business owner. Come on. Okay, Give okay. me a break. I mean, this... She is after you. Well, so what? You know, I can't handle myself. I'm a big boy. Okay, if you can handle yourself, fine. I have to get back. Okay. Are you mad at me? I don't know. I'm I'm scared. I'm confused. Okay. I just don't, I don't want you to be mad at me. I don't like being mad at you either. Well, then just don't be. No, well, I'm I'm trying not to be mad at you, but I am I am a little bit mad at you. Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't you just figure your shit out and then talk to me again when you're happy? Uh, everyone wins. Okay, oh, why? Can you can only happy? You can only handle happy emotions with your best friend. It's a hell of a lot easier. Oh God! I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. See you. And then Junior is on your shoulder. I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. And Cordelia sort of pulls him off her shoulder and starts petting him as she's running back towards the camp. Oh no! No, that's no way to. That's no way to talk to. That's humiliating. And we cut back now to a treehouse, high up in the canopy. Unconcerned with the, the goings-ons of everything down below, uh, we cut back to the Bones Bean, just going for it. Mm, super- <laughs> and done. Ah! Oh, God. Well, madam, this has been a wonderful evening, but I believe it is time again for me to don my wizard cap and robes and see what my companions are up to. Yeah, Leafy Green Surprise nods at you. She's, all right, man, yeah, this was a lot of... And she sort of just, like, her head just falls to the left, and her eyes just roll back in her head, and she seems to fall asleep in front of you. She's... It's almost like she's... She's gone somewhere, somewhere else. She's she's standing, but she seems to be dreaming. <laughs> Not so bad for a first-timer, eh? <laughs> and Frederick, you hear... Uh, from out to the side, that, that mirror above that sink. 
seems to be coming from a, a distant place, but you, you hear it. Uh, unmistakably, you hear, Oh, Frederick, what's happened to you? Who's there? A voyeur? And as you look, uh, you turn and look, you see a reflection of yourself in the mirror. But it's not yourself as you currently are. It's you as you used to be. You're still a skeleton, but you wear a large powdered wig and ornate robes. You have many rings on your fingers. Oh, it's you again, my little hitchhiker. I was wondering where you might rear your face again. Hello, Frederick. I must apologize for the unpleasantness earlier. Who is that? Yes, I, I would love to tell you exactly what is up right now. I've been traveling for quite some time. I hitched a ride on that friend of yours, Cordelia. Yes? Terrible person. What? No. There's no ambition to her whatsoever. There was nothing for me to latch on to. All right, go on. I was stuck inside of her for quite some time. It was extremely unpleasant. I was very deeply unhappy. And when you met me, I was still unhappy from that time. But I'm spending all my time inside of you. I'm much happier now, despite these horrible, wretched goblins, which seem to have also hitched a ride on your soul. Listen, they're my homeboys now. If you want to be one, you can be. But that's the way we roll, goblin style. I understand, Frederick. And I don't blame you for how you speak to me now. I know. I know it's the goblins speaking through you. I know it's not the real you. I'd like to speak to the real Frederick if I could. Uh, you will get approximately one third of him. We are a new man. Well, I'm quite disappointed to hear that. When I first met you, when you swapped bodies and I was lucky enough to land inside of you, I was so impressed with all of your ambition, all of your naked wants and desires. You hid them from the world, but I could see them cleanly. I was able to latch onto them and to grow. I was becoming more and more powerful. But now, look at you. Frederick, I, I mean no... I mean no insult, but you're a horrible, wretched clown. It feels pretty good, I gotta say. I'm learning all sorts of new things about the world that it is. Not the world that I wanted it to be. I am goblin now. World is goblin. Food is goblin. What a goblin. Yes, there is a wisdom to your strange words. The world is goblin, isn't it? Worry not, Frederick. We'll have the old you up and running again in no time flat. No, 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 no. No, 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 yes, 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 I'm, yes. Oh, I'm having fun for the first time, though. I'll cure you of your goblins. I'll cure the entire world of these wretched, horrible, chaotic little booger creatures. What? 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 It is how you wanted to cure happiness, to cure blue from sky. No, please. I'll make the sky a perfect blue during the day and a perfect black at night. I will reorder this entire world what I was sent here to do. <laughs> I don't see how you're going to do that stuck inside of me. It's true, Frederick. For the time being, I am stuck inside of you. Rest assured, my power grows. You need only use me, and I'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'll cure you of your goblins. And I'll cure you of your wretched little bird servant. Cure me of stir-fry? Yes, I'll remove him. I'll make it so he was never born at all. What? No, that's not necessary. Stir-fry has proven quite useful. Oh, please, he's nothing but a, a dull instrument. He speaks as a man does. He's a kenku. They have a, there's a natural order to that. He takes his head off. He takes his eyeballs out. He gives himself pink eye. It's disgusting. No, it's disgraceful is what it is. But don't worry, I'll cure him. I'll cure him of existing. And he make pretty good burrito. Listen to what he's done to you. Talking about pretty good burrito. Frederick, I can cure you. Here, watch. You see this wretched creature in front of you? This, what is this, a Sasquatch? Leafy Green, beware! Oh, please. Sasquatches are fake. They're cryptids. They make no sense. Here, I can cure her. And you can see in the reflection as your own hand 
in the, reflected in the glass, moves to touch Leafy Green's surprise. And you see as she's re-knit before you and transformed from a Sasquatch into an enormous bear. No! No! That is not my magic! It couldn't be. Of course it's not your magic, Frederick. It's our magic. And look, look at you, look at her now! Look away from the reflection at reality! You look into the mirror and you see Leafy Green's surprise. She's been transformed into a bear. When you look back, you see the same has happened in reality. You're in this treehouse with an enormous brown bear. And so you see, Frederick, no longer a Sasquatch. Sasquatch, they're nothing. They make no sense. Bears, though, on the other hand, they serve an environmental function. They exist at the apex predators. They make sense in the woods. Sasquatches are nothing. They're creatures of myth. Frederick isn't even listening to the reflection right now. He's turned around and he's trying to calm the, the bear. He's saying, Magic? No. He's on, baby. Magic in, magic out. We fix you. Stay calm. It's distraught. It's, it's, it's beginning to panic. It's looking around. There's, there's fear in its eyes. It's almost like the, the last little remnants of Leafy Green surprise are just melting away and a bear's eyes are replacing. You see as the pupils, they move from their horizontal. They, just, they become circular as the bear takes over. The bear is confused and it's distraught. It's disoriented. Hold on to it. Hold on. No. We fix it. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Climbing up the tree, higher and higher up into the canopy. Frederick turns back around to the mirror. Change it back! No. And Stir Fry is next. And then the goblins. And then the world. Goodbye, Frederick. No, no, I won't! I won't let you! The mirror shatters. And every single shard of the mirror reflects you as you are now. Oh, no. Oh, I have to warn them. I have to warn stuff. <laughs> the Bonesby runs out of the treehouse onto a rope bridge, overlooking the entire village. Above you, you see Sasquatches emerging from treehouses with dazed, pleasant looks on their faces. The several hundred Sasquatches of the town all move placidly towards the amphitheater, shaking hands and laughing as they do so. An undisguised Virginia emerges from the tree line, looking around frantically until finally she spots you. Oh, more body, more problems. Ah, quite the rude tale indeed. That was Carly Minardo as Albie, Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Joe Lepore as Bello, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Christopher Hastings as Frederick DeBensby, and Branson Reese as everyone and everything else. Rude Tales of Magic is edited by Casey Tony and produced and designed by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. None of which would be possible without the zeal and financial support of our patrons, especially our dark and beneficent masters, Sidney and Benjamin Paul, and of course, Tyler Button. And see you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales of magic.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>